welcome, uh, first and foremost, our guest today, um, the co-moderators of the 223rd General Assembly, uh, Ville-Marie Citron Olieri, who's joining us from Miami, um, uh, and Little Havana and Florida, and Cindy Coleman, who is joining us from Massachusetts, the Marlboro area, where she, where she lives and abides. They're both, by the way, spouses of Presbyterian ministers. That's right. So me, me too, all three of us. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so we're all, well, all in, have that kind of, you, you know, this co-moderator thing that made you, you, you knew how to do that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> A little bit <laughs> or so. Um, Ville Marie is uh, called in many ways, in addition to being a spouse, a uh, teacher. She currently teaches primarily as part of the Credo faculty with the Board of Pensions, but has a bachelor's degree, master's degree in education, is taught in high school, has been a, I think you, I think your first teaching position may have been a Sunday school teacher. Yes, that was the very first one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, she is a teach, she, she is a, a ruling elder. Uh, she loves Puerto Rican coffee, and I know this from our first meeting, uh, craft made ice cream. We won't name, you know, yes. it depends on, you know, <laughs> just not like, I mean, good ice cream, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> good ice cream. Um, she is currently a ruling elder where her husband um, is pastor for Spanish in Miami. She's been moderator of Tropical Florida Presbytery. The positions are amazing uh, and a long list. She's been a young adult advisory delegate. That was in Orlando. I, I was interesting, your general assemblies, Orlando, a young adult advisory delegate, Long Beach, California, right. as a commissioner. Um, and then let's see, our last assembly where you're elected was where? Why Sorry. am I forgetting? Is that Lewis? St. Louis. Okay, that you you missed that one. No, St. Louis is a great place. Too. Water is nearby. It is. In St. Louis. Um, she's been a sit-in vice moderator. Uh, the reason I met her is she'd been active in the Committee on Preparation for Ministry and actually a trainer for other committees on preparation for ministry. Um, she um, loves Presbyterian camp so much that at Campamento L. Guasio. Guasio, yes. Guasio in San Sebastian, uh, where she was a camper. I'm not sure, were you a counselor there? At times, yeah. You, okay. you are first a participant and then a counselor eventually. Right. Yes. And then she met her, her partner for life there and they got married at Presbyterian camp. I mean, I know, Cindy, you said you're a hashtag Presbyterian nerd, but I think, you know, you got another one right? as a partner. You're both. We both I, are. I'm right there with you. So, um, song leader and uh, just just a gifted uh, and gracious person. Thanks for joining us, Bill Marie. Thank you for the invite. Yes, and uh, Cindy is also uh, got some a lot of Presbyterian church related uh, part of her history. Uh, Whitworth College, Austin Presbyterian Seminary. As I mentioned earlier, she's married to a Presbyterian minister, Eric Markman. Uh, she served as a Naval Reserve chaplain, um, churches as pastor in Ohio and Massachusetts. And there's been a real, um, I think, heart for immigrant and intercultural kind of ministry all along the way. 
um, including probably in that chaplaincy kind of position. Uh, she was a, um, a theological education fund seminary support network member. Thank you, got that representing, um, which I forgot to mention, Ville Marie became a member of the Committee on Theological Education for two terms. I didn't get to mention that. Um, and one thing I also noticed about both of you, both of you have had losses in, in the last year or so during this moderatorial time, right, of close women in your lives, grandmother, mother. Um, so just you are able to walk in those valleys and it's, it's a, real, a real gift. Um, both of them have been doing Facebook Live. Yours is on Friday. Fridays when? What time? With reading children's books. We're doing Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, reading okay. uh, flyaway books, uh, children's books, yes. Beautiful. And Cindy, we've enjoyed, hopefully others, I have certainly, singing daily um, a hymn. Uh, and I have to say I was touched from the fairy ride, a hymn, one of my favorites, Love Divine, All Love's Excelling. Uh, that was a real gift. So I encourage folks, they're posting the, the text and then you, earlier and then you sing along. And when does that usually happen each day? Uh, the sing along is Monday through Friday, uh, 5 p.m. in whatever time zone I'm in which right okay. now is Eastern time. Okay, 5 p.m., all right. And I, we're just gonna welcome a couple more people here. Amari uh, Tanton Santos, a member of COTE and a, a fellow mid-council leader, right? Joella Holman, Laura Becker, Rose Niles, our friend Glenn Bell, Andrew Yeager Buckley, thanks for joining us. Please send us uh, Mark Koenig. Um, so glad to have you all here. Why don't you share a little bit about um, your context for ministry, what, you know, I love um, the question Howard Thurman asked about call uh, in your context is what, what is it that makes you come alive? Because what the world needs in a pandemic or any other time are people who are coming alive. And I edited that a little bit. <laughs> uh, or as um, uh, Katie Cannon uh, used to say is what, what is it that what is the work your soul must have? So, Bill Marie, could you share with us a little bit about your context and what's helping you come alive or the work your soul must have in these days? Yes, and thank you for that question because um, I think that I've always, I've, I've always seen myself on my adult life, at least as an educator. Um, once I, and, and I, you were part of the process, Lee, when I was coming out of the, of, of the regular normal classroom to, to be at a different uh, setting uh, as I transitioned from uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico to Miami, Florida, um, because I was member of the CODI at the time. Um, I have never seen myself outside the education realm. Uh, that's, a, you know, to quote uh, Parker Palmer or his book on, on um, let your life speak, that's I where that I book. find my true self. You know, when I talk about a, a listen, listen to who you think you truly are and how the Holy Spirit is, is moving or manifesting through that. I've always seen myself as an educator. So it, um, when I began transitioning out of the classroom into other uh, ministries, other types of ministries, because vocation and ministry, um, in, in my particular case was held in the classroom, whether it was a Sunday school classroom or whether it was in the church context, 
or the secular, you know, regular school um, system. Um, I think it's important to be true to yourself and be true to what you feel the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. So I, I still see myself like that as, as an educator, but with a different classroom, so to speak. Uh, and I think the problem I found at some point was trying to discern what that new context or, or how would I be an educator in that context. And you know that educators are lifelong learners. So there is a process of that nurturing your own spirit and figuring that out. Um, so that took me a while and um, turning into different spiritual practices um, because at the same time I went through a process of a, trying to figure out what spiritual practices were better for, for me to connect to God, to the divinity and, and, and being able to discern where was it that God was calling me. Um, and the regular normal spiritual practices that are the ones that are very common or known were not working for me anymore. Um, it was a very difficult time. I discovered for the first time, and that was in my own credo conferences. And if, if, if you've heard, you, you've been a participant of credo, um, a, which is a program from the Board of Pensions. And now I am a faculty member, thanks be to God, of one of the teams. Um, that's where I, where I really tuned in to different types of uh, spiritual practices mm -hmm. um, and honed in the skills of, you know, of, of seeing what really worked for me. Um, and I give my own witness and my own testimony because we all go through different ways of right. connecting to God. It's right. And it, it's, it's contextual, it's personal, it depends on the moment that you're living and it will change right. throughout your lifetime. Uh, the way that I understood God when I was 16 years old or 15 years old will not be the one that I, the way that we understand God when hopefully when we're 46, which is my actual age. So, um, it was a journey, it was a beautiful journey, but it was also a painful journey, trying to figure out, I, I do want to connect, how how do I do that? And in many ways, during a pandemic is something that we have not lived before. Cindy and I were elected with particular duties during this time. <laughs> uh, we were meant you know, to encourage, to travel, to, to visit places. We, both of us, and I think I can speak for Cindy in this as well, um, we loved being with the church and we love being together and sharing, um, not only interpreting the actions of the 223rd General Assembly, but what we saw as we visited other presbyteries and other churches and representing the church in other contexts. So what do you do when you are, you cannot travel anymore? So again, we went through that discernment process. I personally went through one and uh, what you're seeing in your, in our 223rd General Assembly Facebook page is what we have come up with, personally speaking. Um, although there are other practices though, obviously we, we practice a, in my particular case, um, I've returned to my love of poetry. I've returned to reading those poems that have uh, nurtured me at some point in my life and looking at them from a whole different perspective, finding that I didn't have the words to express what I was feeling. I found my feelings so to speak, reflected in the classics. And I, 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 I think that's, I think that's where I am right now. And then writing lots of lists of ideas of things that I would like to do um, with the mediums that, that one would of my be. favorite, one of my favorite pictures ever that Vilmarie sent me um, 
it was in preparation for a committee on theological education. Oh, yes, I remember that picture. Um, I mean, when she says list, y'all, I mean, we're not talking about like pearl points. We're talking about color-coded uh, sticky notes on a wall that she rearranges and there's art. And I mean, it's amazing. I mean, that is like spiritual practice right there. And um, it's a vision board. It's a vision board. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. I read a quote uh, this is uh, something that you said, you may or may not remember it, um, Bill Marie, and, but this, just what you just shared as evidence of it is your life as a Christian doesn't end when you get out of church. That's where it begins. Everything you just said, um, let me just reflect back, is not about being in a building, right? It's about living a life uh, uh, in, in, as a Christian. Cindy, I'd love to hear your response to how are you living that life? How are you, what is your soul work? What is helping you come alive? And I know you're recently experiencing a loss. So I'm sure that that's part of your context too. And you work with two different presbyteries. There's a lot going on uh, in your life for sure. Uh, what is hopefully giving you life these days? Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on for a lot of us. And as Milmody said, we, we've been traveling a lot over these almost two years. And so I was on the road visiting um, a couple of presbyteries when the stay-at-home orders started to roll across the country. And when the first communication from the Office of the General Assembly went out saying, as of next week, uh, all national travel is suspended. And I was in a hotel room <laughs> in uh, Virginia, actually, at that point. So it was, it was jarring to, to go from looking at a, a spring, a March, April, May, all the way up to General Assembly full of, of visits and commitments to begin deleting those one by one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and as you said, um, I do, I serve as resource presbyter for two presbyteries, the Presbytery of Boston and the Presbytery of Northern New England. Um, and the, the title resource presbyter is very intentional. It's not someone who runs a resource center because these are small presbyteries. <laughs> we don't even have offices. Here's my office. I'm sitting in it. <laughs> uh, working at home is not new for me. That's, that's right. how it is. Um, but really specifically to focus the, the primary part of my time and energy. So I went from, from traveling uh, along with Bill Marie and, and being that connection on behalf of the 223rd General Assembly to being here at my desk seeking to resource pastors and congregations to deal with something that none of us were ever taught how to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, and that, it led to a few really intense weeks, um, you know, helping people get, you know, get over that first technological hurdle. How, how do we worship mm -hmm. remotely? How do we, how do we even begin to talk about this, especially when so many of our churches and our pastors have been adverse to that kind of thing? Very much, we're not going to do that. Um, there's one way to be church. It's about sitting together in a space. Mm -hmm. So helping, helping people shift and 
think about ways to do that that are responsible and responsive. So part of what's been mm. wonderful to see uh, as, as we have built those capacities and those capabilities, as we went from how do you sign up for Zoom <laughs> to how do you prevent Zoom bombing, to how do we do virtual communion and made it through Holy Week and Easter. Now, now the conversations are going back to the deeper things. Now the conversations aren't about the technical mm. stuff, but are about the deeper spiritual things and, and the social justice things, which for me are, are tied. Um, spirituality, right. if it's not embodied, if it's not about how we inhabit this world, then it's not, should I be as bold and blunt as I think? I don't think it's faithful. I don't think it's faithful if it's, if it's separated from and divorced from our enfleshed being, because we are a people of the incarnation. We are the people who celebrate that Jesus was raised from the dead in a bodily form, changed and transformed, but still embodied. So if our spirituality is not also embodied and concerned Body. with the embodiment and the creation of the world, then it's false, mm -hmm. not right. complete. Right. And so I've been thrilled as, as the, the first panic and um, overwhelming need to adjust and adapt, as that has, we've gotten over that mountain. Now we are returning to that call to be a Matthew 25 church, to be the hands and feet of Christ, mm -hmm. um, and to be people who love our neighbors and realize that our neighbors don't have a home office. Um, our neighbors are out of work. They aren't receiving a salary because their jobs have ended or were never certain to begin with. Our neighbors are sick and dying and are not finding places to receive care. Mm -hmm. So that, that turn in our focus for me is, is challenging and heartbreaking Mm -hmm. but also is the greater call, I think, to us as church today. You're making me think, and I was looking at the co-moderator Facebook page, um, there's a picture of you two embracing. And I think of you as people who embrace, <laughs> uh, you're hug hugging people. Um, and I was speaking with a colleague and in, 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 um, preparing for this and, she essentially described you as people who, who you've embraced the church broadly and you've had to shift what that looks like. I mean, you love to be with people and you're finding ways to do that, but I appreciate your, your openness. Like we don't have this totally figured out, but we know that it's important to be there for each other and for the church and the church and the world. Right. I mean, um, I just saw a friend of mine, a seminarian, had posted about, you know, Mr. Rogers. You know, it's uh, the neighborhood still needs us. And won't you be my neighbor? I mean, that, that sort of feels like a central question to you. Cindy, I think something that's uh, and I can sense this in even the way your, your cadence and, and just now is I read it in a statement about um, uh, you that 
you love walking, running, watching birds and animals, being outside and reading. But it started with because those things provide balance. That seems to be like an important thing now in this in, in this time that feels like crazy swings. I mean, it does not feel like, <laughs> I mean, my kids have been watching Star Trek, you know, and I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm in space. I mean, this is not, I, 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 I find myself wondering like, how can that, how can that ship be so smooth? <laughs> you know, they're, they're never, they're not shaking very often. So I, how do we find that balance? Uh, how are you finding that balance in your life? Um, and that might be, might be helpful to others. Maybe you're thinking about teachers or mentors who've, who've taught you things uh, about maintaining that balance. Maybe it is those disciplines. I mean, th thanks be to God, the, at least spring has come, I'll say, in Kentucky. And uh, it sounds like it's a little warmer, a little colder where you are, but hopefully you're able to get outside and walk. I, what is it that's bringing you balance, Vilmarie? Let's start with you. Anything? Yes, I, I, I'm going back to basics. Um, once, uh, once, like Cindy mentioned, those constellations began happening and um, we realized that we were going to be home, then I, I, I went back personally to the basics. What was it? Again, to Parker Palmer's mention of being of listening to true self and going to that discernment process. What brings, what I feel brings balance to my life, how I felt the Holy Spirit move in, in particular moments. And again, going back to literature, going back to uh, reading scripture, uh, you know, more intently, and not just for a sermon and not just for, uh, you know, for a while before I go to bed, but, but more intently go back to, um, mm -hmm. to coloring and to drawing. And so I, I, I couldn't, I I I've couldn't, you know that pictures. I love, and I have my book with me, you know, praying in color. Show us. Oh, do you have anything you want to show us in there? Yeah, well, the book is amazing by Sybil Macbeth. She is a, a teacher as well. At, um, she's a dance teacher. She's a math teacher, and she is a clergy spouse as well. So there are lots that I share with her. But um, I'll be doing a session at some point. There are things that are mulling over my head. Uh, doing a Facebook live at some point, but you're doing Beautiful. some praying in color. Um, but going back to that and having actually having the time to sit down with a box of crayons. And mm -hmm. um, I posted a few days ago, a coloring is not just for kids. It's there, there <laughs> is a freeing sense of just sitting down and meditating on what it is that you're coloring and what it is that, that, that is, clouding your mind and, and at least that has worked for me every you know um, people walk some people run some people you know listen to music and I'm gone back to that as well but there had to I had to find a way to calm my mind and I, I am thinking all the time and thinking in two languages is not easy right. <laughs> confusing at times and I'm trying to say something and it comes out in Spanish or in English or in a mixture of both um so trying to figure that out and, and my encouragement to everybody that is watching, you know, go back to basics. What is it mm -hmm. that, what particular spiritual practice at some point worked, maybe didn't work anymore because of, of the time you don't, didn't have the time, but maybe if you have in between Zoom calls and in, in between homeschooling um, 
try to find those spaces where 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 you can find um that connection with god with the divinity and find some balance and there are moments of clarity in that i was experiencing a lot of grief this past few days and trying to understand why why there's not only the news that we're hearing not only the the uh uh, the uh, deaths that we've experienced here, um, even even in our church members, no, though not COVID related, um, but you know this, the, all these things that are happening. There has to be a moment when one stops. Um, mm -hmm. Right. And in my particular case, mm -hmm. I have an excuse. I just stop, sit down with my, you know, with my box of coloring pencils. Um, to find that balance and to find that calm, it is personal. Mm -hmm. find you it, each person needs to find his or her own or right. their own way of doing that but i do encourage you and don't you know nobody's watching me as i call her my husband and that's <laughs> it there's no judgment it's fine call her. Right. <laughs> um but trying to find that balance in the midst of a pandemic um it, it's not that easy <laughs> how about you Cynthia, in my case <laughs> Cindy, how about you? You've been on boats and all kinds of things. How are you finding? Yeah. Hello, well, Mark. I see Mark. Hello, yeah, Mark. Yeah, he's uh, Eric's in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I continue to try to exercise every day, and um, being home, uh, Eric and I are trying to go for a walk every afternoon. We live about two blocks from a walk bike rail trail, so. Um, there are more people on it than there used to be because there are more people home uh, in the afternoons, but we try every afternoon to get out together and, and have that time together. Um, I do some coloring too, and uh, actually I've been using uh, a breathe app, you know, take five minutes. Okay, right. I have that on my watch. <laughs> Hopefully. I think I lost Indy though. It's coming back. We had a little break. It's coming back. <laughs> Um, well, hopefully there's Cindy. Oh, there's there she is. <laughs> um, well, our, I see our time is going and, but, uh, thank you for that. You know, you mentioned some traditional practices, you know, there's definitely, you go to lots of different things. One of the books I was sharing with them earlier is one from the 1990s, but practicing our faith by Dorothy Bass. And there've been some books written afterwards. Um, but things like honoring your body, keeping Sabbath, forgive, forgiveness, household economics, these are practices in here. You made me think also my wife, Elizabeth, did uh, Westminster John Knott's book on Dorothy Day. And during that, she did a practice that D Dorothy Day did of silence daily and daily communion. Now, as a Protestant, she interpreted that a little differently. It may be that we reinterpret those practices that fit fit um, today. So thank you for the gift that both of you are. And I think just right for this particular time, people who are centered, people who know how to empower others, people who are adaptive and can work in multiple cultures and languages. Um, I think people who are also vulnerable, uh, I think that's important, you know, that you can open up who you are and share that. Um, and um, 
I look forward to the day that all of us can uh, also embrace and you can embrace uh, uh, others because um, you, you truly do that with your lives and your ministry. And I know I speak for folks all across the church. Um, they have not deleted you. Um, maybe that you don't have that appointment or that preaching thing, but you are very much part of who the church is right now. And it is making a tremendous difference. And um, I, I couldn't be more grateful. I know the church couldn't be either. As we're closing, I wonder if you would be willing to uh, bless and send us um, into the rest of this day and week together, maybe? Sure. <laughs> yes. Que la paz de Dios que sobrepasa todo entendimiento guarde sus corazones, guarde sus vidas, sea el Espíritu iluminándoles, calmándoles, llenándoles de sabiduría de amor por aquellos y aquellas que se cruzan en nuestro camino. Sea la bendición de Dios sobre todas y todos ustedes. My favorite blessing. May our holy God surprise you with blessings along the way. May Christ Jesus be your companion and friend each and every day on this journey. And may the Holy Spirit lift you, lift us all up in love and joy in peace and justice, and wow. courage, and strength, now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Yeah. And thank you. I cannot thank you enough, and blessings on both of you. Mm -hmm.